Welcome to Amazing Things. This is Dan Garrison, host of Amazing Things, a podcast for servant leaders of all ages and stages. Are you looking for inspiration to leverage your best ideas? Are you a high-capacity leader who wants to launch or grow your huge, high-impact ambitions and multiply your leadership influence for good in the world? Then tune in to hear from my friends who are CEOs and small business owners, entrepreneurs and educators, leaders on the front lines with international nonprofits and others who lead in the background, bringing hope big hope to bunches of people. Join us for stories from these friends who will share with you their pro tips for success, how to fail forward after encountering pitfalls, and persist with confidence to bring huge impact to people in your community and around the world. You're invited to listen, subscribe, share, and review amazing things. And for more amazing things, visit us at moreamazingthings.com. Hey everyone! I am so truly excited uh, to welcome my my great friend, uh, Doctor Darius Crenshaw, to this episode of Amazing Things. So, welcome, Doctor Crenshaw. Thank you for having me. Hey, you know what? Pause. This is literally just hold on. Play again. Okay. Hey, everyone. So I really am truly, uh, this is Dan Garrison, by the way, here with uh, Amazing Things. And I'm, I'm really, truly excited to welcome my great friend, my new friend, and my colleague at Woodrow Wilson High School, where we're both teaching engineering and physics and uh, investing in kids uh, day in and day out. But Dr. C, welcome uh, to Amazing Things. Hey, I couldn't wait to get here. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. You know, uh, I think everyone who's listening out there or watching, uh, you're going to come to see what I've seen in just a really short period of time. What a gifted, like a truly gifted, humble, um, high capacity leader uh, that you'll get to hear from and be inspired by and who's um, got just a uh, incredibly powerful, uh, inspiring story of his own that I know he um you know, I'm going to go ahead and brag on him. This is a guy who's got multiple degrees. He came out of Morehouse College and uh, Georgia Tech and a PhD from MIT and then uh, uh, many long successful years as an engineer at Texas Instruments with even more than a couple dozen patents to his name uh, in the transistor space. And I mean, I'm glad he probably has forgotten more than I've ever learned about physics and science, but we're glad to have him on here because I know you're going to be inspired to hear from him because he's one of those people um, that I'm blessed to know who's really just an authentic servant leader and that just informs and uh, all parts of his life I know and is, is having an influence and is going to have an impact in this project that we're going to talk about together here tonight. So once again, Dr. C, great to have you on. Um, and um, yeah, I know our listeners are going to be blown away, but blown away by what you have to say um, and be inspired to learn a ton. But before we jump in, I just want to let everybody know um, that we're, we got some free resources that we're going to share uh, that'll be available in the show notes. We'll give you a chance to connect with what we're working on and actually a chance at some fun giveaways to those who choose, choose to join uh, the crew that we're going to build, this tribe we're going to build around amazing things. We're going to call it the VIP team the very inspiring people team. And, you know, we'll invite you to follow us on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are and 
download episodes and share them with your friends and we'd be grateful for your support as we get kicked off. But uh, I know our folks who are listening out there that might not uh, know you, I'd love for you to just tell us a little bit more about yourself. I'd be happy to do that. I'll start off by saying that I am an ordinary man and I don't have any super superpowers except for the programming that I had when I got to the point when I needed to make the type of decisions that our students at Woodrow now have to make. And a lot of that came from my wonderful mom and dad who raised six, six kids in Birmingham, Alabama. Mm. And that really birthed vision in me. My dad was a Baptist minister and I saw him serve for all of my life until he went home to be with the Lord. And that has been reproduced in all six of his kids. So no matter, and I'll tell you more mm. about myself in a, in a minute, but whether I was in high school in Alabama, in a summer program at Georgia Tech or at two colleges, what I did during the summers while I was in high school, playing football, going on to college, I always looked for opportunities to give back and to help people. So who am I? I, I am a servant leader. I'm a black man and <laughs> I am a more than that, a man who is just passionate about helping people. And I, I said the, the ethnic thing, because I'm from Alabama, and I grew mm. up in Alabama during a time when mm. I didn't know it. I went to an all-segregated elementary school, and my mom and dad never even gave us the knowledge that there were all-white schools. We were happy. We were good students. And this was during a time when there was still a lot of, of just racial unrest in Alabama, in Birmingham. And most of it was propagated by the governor, George Wallace at the time. And go forward several years. And when I graduated from high school, I had a chance to interview the man. Oh, <laughs> so wow. The point is that, and one more thing, he told me that I shouldn't go to MIT, I should just go to uh, HBCU because I would do better. I didn't listen to him. Mm -hmm. I went to HBCU, but my goal was to go to MIT. And I say that because the students we want to help are, should not be limited. We don't want them to be limited. Yeah. We want them to set high yeah. goals. And the problem is too many students don't have any goals at all. Yeah. So I'm from Alabama, from a very, very large family went to college undergrad, as Mr. Garrison said, Morehouse College, Georgia Tech, dual degree program. And the program was in existence about 20 years before I got there. And it was created simply because a survey done, I think in the 19, 19 maybe 1960, 65, 70, showed that there was only 1% one, 1 of engineers were African-American in this country, only 1%. And the problem was that most African-Americans went to historically black colleges, which did not have the infrastructure or money to afford an engineering program. So they fostered a deal with Georgia Tech that would mm -hmm. allow students to go to Morehouse for three years or Spelman or Clark, get a degree in a pure science. I did physics and then two years at Georgia Tech, take nothing but senior junior level engineering courses, and then you get two degrees after five. 
Mm. So that's how I made my track from an HBCU to a very competitive engineering school and being blessed there abundantly that got me into MIT. So my time in MIT was a time of super, super duper growth because if you want mm. to get a quality education, there are schools like that and compared to other schools, it's like night and day. But the people I met are lifetime friends. I'm still in contact with them. They're all on my LinkedIn page. Mr. Garrison will meet some of them and they've gone on to do some great things. Mm -hmm. I grew though, not just technically and, and, and academically and intellectually, but, but spiritually while I was there too. Mm -hmm. And I'm here in Dallas because quite frankly, once I was released from MIT, got my probation, Texas Instruments offered the best deal. But I prayed a lot about it too. And I really mm. said that there was a mission for me here. And it wasn't just money. It involved helping people. Um, it was easy to accept the job at TI though, because offers from Honeywell, Motorola, they were all about the same amount of money. TI offered something that they hadn't done before. They wanted me so badly, they sent a $10,000 signing bonus. Ooh. So <laughs> hey. I felt like a basketball player almost. But as Mr. Garrison said, 15 years at, at Dallas Semiconductor, I'm sorry, at Texas Instruments, and then another 10 at Dallas Semiconductor, 20 US patents during the time. And my desire has always been to teach. And on the college level is my focus and goal. But I took a departure to teach at Woodrow and I did not know that I would be walking into a brand new STEM building with an engineering program mm -hmm. for a school that was built in 1928, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I did. And yeah. not only is the structure there, the vision is there, as I said, um, Mr. Garrison has, he's just full of vision, he's full of passion. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll wrap it up here because again, I can be, verbose at times. No, it's great. There, there are people, you've met them, I know them, you know them, and they are wealth-driven, they're money-driven. That's why they get up every day for money, and we all need money. Jesus needed money to pay his taxes, so he told Peter to go fishing. Mm. But certain people get so much just reward by helping people who need help. Mm -hmm. And for us, that's really worth more than money. Mr. Garrison is that type of person. I have that same thing in me to drive to help people who maybe not even know that they need help. So some of the things that we have spoke about, spoken about, we're going to share a bit about now. And it's really based on what we see at our school. And that is a wonderful, wonderful academic institution that's helping a lot of people go to the next step. Unfortunately, there's a segment, there's a people group there at Woodrow who are not being pointed. Well, not that they're not being pointed. They're not electing to go down that corridor. corridor. We can change that. And if we don't, who will? Yeah, and, so. and we're going to hear some more about that just right now. And I want to jump in just because I just resonate with so much of what you shared with your own journey. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, I was uh, 
uh, you know, one of the first people to go to college in my family. And I went on a scholarship um, to a place that I never even imagined I'd get to go to. And they, this was at Rollins College uh, back in the day. And I went, I ended up on an academic scholarship and I ended up playing, walked on and got cut as a freshman when I went out for the baseball team and uh, the coach liked me for some reason and let me hang around. And I was a bullpen catcher for uh, more than a minute and uh, got to back up a two-time All-American guy who became my best friends and roommates and made it to AAA with the Padres. And so I didn't play until I was a fifth-year senior. But I, the, the school also had a 3-2 program like you were describing, and I didn't opt in on that. And I think maybe if I had, because it was with Georgia tech, I'm not even sure if I ever told you that. I mean, no, who knows? We could have been there at the same time and who knows what would have happened, but uh, we didn't, but I did, you know, carry on my student athlete career through college and actually into graduate school where I was fortunate to play uh, with, for a great man and a great group of friends. And we got to compete uh, in a, in a national championship at the, division two, uh, level. And, you know, so I got to carry out what I love to do while I was there. I was a physics major also. And, um, so I got to learn and I got to play baseball, which are two of my favorite things to do. Um, you know, being a student athlete is what part of what you and I have spent many minutes in the hallways talking about. And that I think God's used to kind of birth this, this idea and this, and this passion that we both have to see, uh, well, everyone flourish and thrive as a student, but certainly the student athletes to not, you know, put all their eggs in the athlete basket um, and certainly go after it. Right. Like I, I had aspirations to play pro, pro pro ball into some tryout camps and that came to a very quick uh, and, and uh, solid finish. Let's put it that way. And then it was my, you know, a couple of degrees that have carried me on, into everything I've done ever since, uh, whether it was my first 20 years in private industry or which included 10 years running a business or, you know, my last 10 years here in public education. And there was a year when I went overseas and worked with a mission group, a training and teaching adults like I did for 10 years in the private sector. But anyway, we just have had turned up so many things in common about what we value and what we want to see and why we're in the classroom. And I just want to let people know that Dr. C is a guy who, you know, he could be doing, a lot of other things, including maybe nothing for the rest of his life anywhere on planet Earth, I suspect. But he chose, and this is what I loved about being on the phone, and I had the privilege of being on one of the interview calls last summer and seeing his resume and seeing that he had stepped in and decided to help some kids on the margins just by volunteering his time. And this is a guy who's got so much to offer, you know, the, the entire world of STEM on planet Earth, and he's there helping kids. Um and then he decided to go down to a school that needed help in the middle of the school year that took him from all the way from Allen, Texas way to South part of Dallas. And, and then, you know, when we had the chance to have him come to Woodrow, I, I honestly prayed and was hoping that he would pick. And so, man, we got so lucky for him to come. And then I never knew what would develop out of all of these conversations into something that we have as a vision to bring something to our campus and it really, it really does revolve around this topic we've been talking about here in these launch episodes of Amazing Things. And we're going to talk about a lot of things here, gang. But um, one of the things we're certainly going to talk about uh, consistently is what 
what does it mean to be an authentic servant leader in the world? And, and then you're going to get to meet my friends who are doing that and other people out there who are letting that play out in their life and the, in the projects and the community and what they're involved with. So I would really love to hear from you, Dr. C. And I know our, our friends who are listening um, would like to hear you, you know, tell us um, about this project and how that idea of, you know, being an authentic servant leader is playing into what we're talking about launching. All right, certainly. But let me put a pin in that and just say that yeah. I look a lot younger than I am. <laughs> there is no way on God's green earth that we would have been at Georgia Tech at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might underestimate you might underestimate or not know yet how old I am. Hey, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that offline. We'll talk about that in the, <laughs> what do you call them, the uh, outtakes. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Upon arriving at Woodrow in the fall, again, I was just blown away as if God had just gone before me. And that was my, my green valley. And brand new STEM building with engineering facility. My classroom is built for physics. Mr. Garrett said it turns out and some of his colleagues had a whole lot to do with putting that whole building together. And I couldn't ask for anything close to that. It was, it's amazing what's there. And I'm meeting kids, I'm teaching AP physics. So I have the best kids in the school and they're motivated. I'm also teaching pre-AP physics, not as motivated, but still good students. And I'm noting and noticing and making taking note that most people are moving in the right direction. There are others who are just walking in place. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, can I say this? They are athletes and they are African-American athletes for the most part. Mm -hmm. Hope it's okay to say that. Mm -hmm. And not all of them. There's some very, very outstanding athlete, athletics and academics, students at Woodrow. We, we, we know a couple of them. I was introduced mm -hmm. to them by Mr. Garrison, but I would say they're the minority. And what I and Mr. Garrison, we discussed this a whole lot. We want to do is basically do something that's going to jumpstart the lives and the vision of these young men and women who are starving in the middle of a supermarket. Mm. Woodrow has so much to offer that if they would just grab the stuff it will help them to go to places and to heights that they're not even thinking about right now. But we don't have a lot of time. If they're a freshman or a sophomore, great. We wanna help juniors and even some seniors also. So this initiative basically is one of networking. It takes full advantage of it. And I'll give you a story. I mentor kids here in Allen, Mr. Garrison mentioned that. Mm -hmm. And one of the students attends Allen High School. He's a great student, wonderful school student, doing well in all of his classes. Did okay on the SAT. I think he made a 1430. And he wants to go to MIT. And unfortunately, um, actually made a 1380, 1380. Now, 1380 is good, but the average mm -hmm. score for getting into MIT is 1530. Ooh. So. He, he was not going to make it. Yeah. Don't go there 
it unless you can do the work. Anyway, I asked him to do something. I asked him to put together a LinkedIn page and he didn't know what it was, but I sold him on how it could help him. So he did so. And his first statement was looking at my LinkedIn page, <laughs> Dr. Crenshaw, look, I work as a barista at Starbucks. <laughs> you worked at TI, you got these patents, you've gone to these illustrious schools. And I said, well, people expect me to have done these things because of my age and I should have done more. You're in high school. So you're gonna make a page that's representative of a high school student who's going places. And you put down that job at Starbucks and you talk about your responsibilities and what you get from that and what you give to it. He put together his page and I then introduced him to all 240 of my connections on LinkedIn who attended MIT. In short order, 30% of them either called or texted him. Um, the others would just send messages of encouragement on LinkedIn. Long story short, one of my best friends, I was in his wedding, is on the committee that oversees the interview process. And the phone interview is the most important. That's the last step in admission process. And he was nervous about it. But my friend, his name is, is uh, Mr. Damasio, told me that I will help him get ready for his interview. All I need is his number. And Mr. Mm -hmm. Damasio called this particular student and worked with him for three days to get him ready for his interview. And long story short, he aced it and he will be at MIT in the fall. Wow. That's really a blessing. What, what worked for him will work for anybody. We have students at Woodrow who, there was a movie that was out, I think Owen Wilson was in it, Failure to Launch. They're on the launching mm. pad of life mm. and they're on a great launching pad because it could take the thrust that's gonna get them to the highest heights, but they're not launching. So what mm. we wanna do is to give them a glimpse of what's out there and what they need to get there. So we're gonna have them all create LinkedIn pages. That's just one of the many things we're gonna do. Yeah, And they're going to maybe not have aspirations for getting to MIT, but maybe they wanna to go to UTD. Maybe they wanna to go to University of Arlington. LinkedIn will allow them to get contacts to faculty members, to students, to alumni, and possibly get a, a, a leg up on not only getting admitted, but even getting some scholarship money. There's a lot of it out there, like we were saying. And the main goal is for them to not just see themselves as I'm a sophomore, I'm a junior at, at Woodrow, I play fat basketball, I play football, mm. but I, am going to be in trade school in three years. I'm gonna be in college in three years. And gee whiz, there are people who are doing things now to prepare themselves to get there. Mm -hmm. And the people who are going to be going there the quickest have networking already built in. So we wanna introduce them. I have one kid who wants to be in real estate. We're connected with some real estate people. That's right. And we also have a lot of great help from professionals in sports, uh, in industry. And what we would like to do is have periodic, just pep sessions, maybe 30, 45 minutes, in which everybody's on the Zoom call. 
and they just get get to listen to a person like um I'm praying that we can get Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. But, but um, we have one of our most famous alumni, Tim Brown. Tim Brown, right? Because I'm, right. I'm drawing right Oh, back. you got it. He's the man. He's, he's, Heisman he's, Trophy he's, winner. He's one of my connections. And everybody just has the greatest amount of respect for him because he attended Woodrow Wilson High School. So, oh. Maybe they're not getting the encouragement from mom or dad or brother or sister, or uncle, or aunt. They're going to get it from us, and they're going to get it for from people like Tim and people like David Robinson and people like other people who I'm connected with on LinkedIn. And of course, Mr. Garrison has probably three times the connections that I have. I'm not sure that about that. These young people need to hear words of encouragement, yeah. words of you can do it. And many of them yeah. are going to come to find that people who have reached incredibly lofty heights were right where they were without any idea as to how am I going to get there or, or I'm not even aware of getting there. Right. But somebody stepped in at the right time and said the right words. And essentially, they repented in that they turned around from just wasting time in school and looking at mm -hmm. girls getting on Snapchat and Instagram, and they started doing something that was going to pay dividends down the road. So the name of the initiative is not finalized. I did find it on the email, and this is temporary, but it does relay the intent of what we want to do. It's called the Woodrow Wilson Scholarship Leadership Student Development Initiative. That's a mouthful. Yeah, we want something that's cleaner than that. That's okay. But hey. But yeah. that's what we want to do. We want to develop um, scholarship and leadership. And mm -hmm. if I could make it longer, longer, I would put something in there about being a servant also. Mm -hmm. In other words, we want them, and most of them are incredible athletes who are unfortunately putting too much time into their athletics. And that's what Black people do. Mm. I, I hate to say it, or I should mm. say African-American athletes do. Wasn't the case when Mr. Garrison and I was in, were in school, mm. because at least when I was in school, there are a lot of students who went to college and played football and got drafted to go into the NFL. They didn't go because they were good students. They went to med school and became medical doctors and made more money. <laughs> well, they went to law school and made more money. Nowadays, going to pro is the lottery. And a lot of our athletes are just fixated with the contracts that are out there. Dak Prescott, 40 million a year? Mm. Forget school, mm. I'm playing football. Well, look, the probability of you being what Dak, Dak Prescott is, we want that. I would love it. Sure. But you got to be realistic. Don't put your all your eggs in that basket. Well, I got a student who's a real smart guy. He's in pre-AP physics. Could be making straight A's. He puts in minimum effort. And when I get on him, I can get him to make a 92 and 93. He could be making hundreds. He sees himself in the NBA. Mm. And I've told him, and I'm having to talk with his mom next week so mm. that we can get him right. The probability of a good high school basketball player who's a senior this year making it to the NBA is approximately one in 10,000. Those mm. are horrible odds. Mm -hmm. And unless your name is LeBron James, 
you are going to have those long, long, long odds. There's only something like what, 322 jobs in the NBA. Right. And the turnover is not 100% every year. Uh, and you can only fill so many slots abroad. So we have so many athletes who have put just too much of themselves into sports and nothing into academics. We've got to change that. And this is not a new problem at Woodrow. It's not a new problem at other schools and DISD. But it takes vision like what Mr. Garrison just generates left and right. (laughs) And people like me who just have the heart to help because somebody helped me. I was fortunate. I had a mom and dad who, my dad marched with Martin Luther King. He had, Mm. you see those horrible pictures of the water hoses on the uh, black protesters, the Mm. dogs were being released on him. He was that, almost was arrested with Martin Luther King when he went to the Birmingham jail. Wow. But he left early because my mom needed him to to do something in our house, thank God. (laughs) But (laughs) the point is that they fought so hard and they did so much so that African-Americans could have opportunities that they could not dream of. Mm. And it worked and it all fell into place. And by the time I got to senior year in high school, it was not a question of if I was going to go to school or how would I pay for it? Which scholarship am I going to choose? <laughs> wow. yeah. And which summer jobs will I take? The point is that the opportunities were there abundant opportunities mm. and I was prepared to walk through. But again, I had a good parent base yeah. who helped me to develop that vision. Our team, our group of servant leaders, the teachers, the parents, the professional um, businessmen and women, our athletes who have a mind to help, those are our people who are gonna be essentially sowing the vision to these young men. Mm. Yeah. And I could talk, for hours on this. And as I talk, I will probably be blessed with some ideas that we will use. We had an, a, we came to a conclusion that the t-shirt that Mr. Garrison had, has made, you made that today? Is that what you said? I made it in the last week and it took me like an hour. And our, wow. another one of our community partners out there, the, the workshop by TBK Bank that, I mean, you can go over there and make a t-shirt in, in 30 minutes. So we're going to let the this group of students that we eventually round up and we will say, Hey, why don't we come up with a, a name that doesn't take 10 minutes to say that gets you some inspiration that's centered on what you heard Dr. C talking about there um, and let them come over and learn how to make a t-shirt. But, you know, it's not about getting the t-shirt. It's about belonging to something that's going to call you to something bigger than yourself. That's it. And, that's it. And that's, that's, it. that's what resonates with the two of us and, and so many people that I'm sure I'm listening. And I hope, let me just back up and say, Hey, we're not trying to pour cold water, anybody's athletic dreams, right? Like no. I have those. And, and we hope that every, every person who has a purpose in life and that, you know, that's the path that God has for them, that they would go end up in, in those places. But that's probably not the path that most people are going to end up on. So you can live a both end life. It doesn't have to be either or where you just kind of put school on the side. In fact, you were reminding me as you were talking, Dr. C of my coach that I just, I owe so much to him too. He was one of the early leaders in my life when I didn't, you know, I had no idea what it meant to be a servant leader. I, I learned so much of it just by example. And I look back and he said, if he said this once, he said it a hundred times, he said, you can't be one person in the classroom and another person out on the ball field 
or mm. the, or the court or the theater platform or or the robotics competition field whatever it is like you've got to be a person who's yes is yes and you've got to say hey excellence is something i aspire to and everything i do i'm cutting the grass you know helping out around the house or getting after it in my classes and not just the classes i like but all the classes and then and then when i go to practice i'm going to just keep getting after it and i right. think people people you know, down deep, they all are not trying to be average and ordinary. I really don't think there's such thing as an ordinary person. They just need somebody who can come along. And I love what you said earlier about people just want to be encouraged. Most of us need about 10 times the amount of encouragement that we actually get. And certainly more than we realize that we need. And the last thing most people need is somebody come along being a cranky criticism, you know, cranking out, complaining, um, cross-examinations every time they get something wrong. Uh, not that they don't need to be held to higher standards, but man, we could be here all night talking. Right? Like, and we're going to have to come back because there's just too much to talk about here and we're just getting started and we're, we're going to launch this initiative. So if you're somebody listening local here in Lakewood and who are connected to Woodrow, man, we hope you'd reach out. And I want to thank my friend, uh, Dr. C., uh, who's just inspiring. Literally every single day he comes to me with another story about he, how he's individually reaching out to reach into the life of a, of a student who has no idea that they're engineered for greatness and designed for success and that they can set their bar really high and that we've got people like him who want to come alongside them. And we, you know, we've already, he's already reached out. This is what's blown me away. He's like reached out to Admiral David Robinson connected to him on LinkedIn. And he's like, sure, I'll jump in. And Tim Brown, oh, I'd love to help. So we're going to set up something big and we're going to get it kicked off. And I think it won't even necessarily have to be in Zoom because maybe we'll be able to do something big in person. Right. And we've already right. got some students lined up who are our recent alumni who are exactly what we're talking about. They're playing ball in college and they killed it in school while they were with us and they're still doing that. And so we're going to have role models. We've got moms who are involved already. We've got dads who are involved. And so listen, and if you're listening to this somewhere else in the country or somewhere else in the world, and this resonates with you, look, you go be that person that helps start something like this in your community. The, the world right now is overloaded with division and conflict and just streams of all sorts of negativity. And a lot of it is super concerning, but it ought to be motivating all of us to double down on not just looking for and being inspired by amazing things, but going and joining and starting and being part of those too. So once again, Dr. C, man, I really, really look forward to having you back here and being amazing. And right. Yeah. Literally right next door to you every single day as we, you know, dig in day in and day out. And, you know, and I think we would be, missing a key element of what we want to do if we didn't also include the fact that we want to make them better students. We want to show them how to be better students. I know how to do that. Mr. Garrison knows how to do that. Yes, I went to MIT. Yes, my GPA at MIT was 4.9 out of 5.0. They're on a five-point scale, okay? But I am not a genius. I, I am proof that a man of average intelligence can go mm. to a top tier school in the world and get a PhD. And mm. all it requires is effort, complete effort, dedication, stick to itness, drive. Mm. And what that means is that I studied on Friday night, I studied on Saturday. Mm. Of course, I studied mm. Sunday after church. But 
I know how to study. And mm. first thing we're going to do is conduct a workshop in how to study effectively. I mm. guarantee you half of the kids, maybe more in Woodrow, have no idea how to study effectively. Mm. They're not reading textbook. They're reading everything online. They've got mm. the distraction that is social media. And it's, it's just very inefficient. I know an efficient way to learn. I can communicate that to our young men and women. Mr. Garrison can do that. That's one of the first things we want to do because if we don't see improvement in GPAs, then we're not we're not hitting the mark. Yeah, there's yeah, there like man, there's uh, so much more to unpack there. And all my educator friends who might be listening, I'm sure you uh, understand what we mean by all that. And then it's, it's a complex, it's a complicated, hard place to be day in and day out. But listen, we want to know, Dr. C, you know, we've got an audience here, I'm sure that is inspired, but we are going to have a group of amazing things, followers, who are the kind of people who are ready to take action, right? Not just sit back and like go consume another podcast uh, without taking some action. Um, so we want you to be motivated, take meaningful action. So join us uh, if you can reach out. And so Dr. Z, how can people uh, reach out to find more about what you're up to, what we're up to? How can they find you online? Like where should people go? Okay, that's a good question. Um, I am building a website and I think you said, you, I sent the link to you that they can go and see some of the beginnings of what we're uh, building at Woodrow. But to find me, the best way to do that is my LinkedIn page. And Great. you don't have to be a member of LinkedIn to be able to go and see me on LinkedIn. Perfect. You may have to do a temporary thing, but. Yeah, we'll, you... we'll get folks. We're going to have that in our show notes. We're going to have a link to Dr. C's uh, LinkedIn page. If you're a LinkedIn person, you can join, jump out there. And I'm sure he'd invite you to be a part of the great group of folks he's part of on that space. Um, I know we'll have his email down there. He's, he's willing to put his email out there. So you can find Dr. C at LinkedIn and jump in the show notes and stay tuned in a minute. I'm going to tell you more about how to, how to follow, um, follow us on amazing things. We want you to follow us on iTunes and all places where podcasts are. Um, And there'll be more coming in just a moment about how you can join our very inspiring person team and open up a whole different level of benefits. But if you want to hear more amazing things, you can go to visit our website and and yeah, that's right. It's at moreamazingthings.com. And so please share this episode with folks you think might be interested, come back for more. And in the meantime, keep being awesome and go find some amazing things uh, to be a part of. And we'll see you next time here on amazing things. Thanks, Dr. C. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Amazing Things. We're so glad you stopped by and invite you to check out the show notes for resources from our guests and to learn more about Amazing Things. We hope you've been inspired to take action and next steps on your leadership journey to help engage with and create amazing things in your life and communities. We'd also love to hear from you. You can share your feedback in a review or shoot us an email at podcast at moreamazingthings.com. We invite you to check out our other episodes uh, to subscribe and download and listen again drop a review on itunes or wherever you're listening to amazing things 
We also invite you to learn about and join our Amazing Things VIP team, our very inspiring people team. And consider opting in for members-only benefits we'll be sharing more about soon. For now, we'll be drawing a few random names from those who join our VIP team to send a few lucky winners some fun giveaways during our launch month of April 2021. So visit moreamazingthings.com to learn more. Thanks again for stopping by. Keep being awesome and go do amazing things.